Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge and the, of the wizarding world. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We were really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the books, but today we are discussing scenes one through seven of Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Whew. Oh boy. We have some announcements and reminders. This is an interactive podcast and we want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to join the conversation. Love our blog? Love Wizard Team? Have a few extra galleons lying around? Donate to Black Girls Create? You can check out our Patronus perks or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. We have Black Girls Create merch, so head over to our website and step up your nerd fashion and stationery game. And if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, rate and review us on iTunes. And subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah, with nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Go to blackgirlscreate.org. Um, we don't have any wizard team news, as um, far as I know. No. No. Magical birthdays! My bubba! <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. My bubba, Luna Lovegood Fitzgerald. Mm, bye. <laughs> she turned two. Two. It's her second two. bark day. I looked at her and I said, okay, time for puppy dumb is over. I want you to get a job. <laughs> I want you to mature. You need to be paying rent. I don't want any more of this destroying things. No more looking at me crazy. No more barking just for the heck of it. And she said, all right, mom, I got you. I got you. She's not quite an adult. She's a teenager. Yeah. So I feel like she probably was like, nah. <laughs> like, give me my bone. Sure, but. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> like, slam the door behind her. Um, also. <laughs> oh, God. Shout out to um, Kim Ashby, whose birthday is this Friday. So we're, you know, 2020. Yeah. Happy birthday. And all um, that John. Did oh, I get it right? Did I say it right? Yikes. No. Um, okay, let's get into <laughs> this situation. Um, so I know we did a, like, Fantastic Beasts review. Yeah, like, when of we the saw movie, the movie. When we saw the movie. But I didn't listen to that episode before we did this. So I don't really remember. Me neither. What we talked about. Cool, we're on the same page. So, first question. How are we feeling about this read-through? So I was a screenwriter, screenplay, screen screenwriting major in college. Mm-hmm. So I've always really loved reading screenplays, um, and it's something that I have fallen fallen off from doing, but like still like doing. And so like that was like the one thing too where I was like, okay, I can read the screenplay. Yeah. Um, and I remember the movie being into the first half of the movie, um, but. Also feeling like, and I think I told you, and I think I said this when we reviewed it, like it felt like two different movies. Yeah. Like there was a like there was a very strong shift. So I was excited or um, to read this screenplay, not because of like I love the movie, blah 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 blah, but I was excited to see, like, is that in the original screenplay or how did it change? And like, because you know, movies are like a multi step process. Yeah. So like, what even if it is like really close to what the script is. It, it, it changes, you know, and, like, things change, and they, they take certain things, scenes out, they mm-hmm. um, they make creative decisions, like, as they see what the actors bring to it. Um, it's a lot different than, like, a play. Right. And so I, make, I am excited, or I'm interested to see, kind of, 
if that kind of um, abruptness shows up in the screenplay, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, like or if so, that was something that was like kind of edited. Yeah, it's yeah. like that's how it happened after like edits and revisions and right. like, you know choices of the director and other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the screenplay flowed much better. Right. Or if she just was all of a sudden like, oh yeah, Grindelwald. Because <laughs> that's what it felt like in the movie. That is what it felt like, yeah. I feel similarly. I do think that like, coming off of Cursed Child, it's like a, uh, except like yeah. reading this particular scene. Like I, like if we were to talk about like the scale of the post canon and like where, how I rank it from in like hate levels, <laughs> I think, I would pro- Cursed Child would probably be at the top. Um, and then Crimes of Grindelwald, and only because, at least with Curse, like, I think with Crimes of Grindelwald, um, like, with, with Curse Child, it's a little more, like, close in terms of, like, the subject matter and the characters and all that kind of stuff, so it's a little too close to my heart for me to, like, yeah. be able to contain the anger versus, like, It very crimes. much informs the direct canon of right. the seven books. Whereas, like, Crimes of Grindelwald, I don't even know what the fuck was going on half the time, so I can't really be <laughs> that mad. Like, we'll see when we read it, but, like, I can't feel, like, that angry because I also am just I just don't know what's happening so that's two and then Fantastic Beasts is three because I remember like going to see it and not being excited about it because of Magic in North America and I think we had already seen Cursed Child by then so by that point I was like I mean I guess because we said we was gonna watch it so I guess I'm gonna go see it and like for the first half like whatever like first two acts I was more or less like oh this is cute like this is cool and it was really the end where I was like "Mm, no but I wasn't like actively or like, yeah, I wasn't angry about it. So yeah. I feel like this will be nice. I won't say a reprieve because it won't be that, but it just won't be as like visceral. As a yeah, thing. and I think like the thing that Fantastic Beast has going for it that Crimes of Grindelwald kind of shot on, <laughs> um, and that Chris Chow definitely did not have, is that like some of the names are familiar. But in a way that, like, we do, like, we know who Newt Scamander is because he wrote a book. Like, that's right. all we knew about him um, And when this movie came out. So I was totally fine with her making him a character. It's, like, a familiar name, but mm-hmm. it's not a familiar character, right? So he could be anyone. Right. And so I bought, like, I yeah, okay, I buy it. I buy that's mm-hmm. who Newt is because what do I know? What do I know about, yeah. Um, and then... Like, that's what Crimes of Grindelwald and The Cursed Child don't have. Is like, they're using these characters that we know. Yeah. And then you're like, I don't buy that. Like, yeah. that's not who you already created. created. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we get these, like, newer characters. And so, yeah, I think the magic in, the no- in North America thing, like, did definitely hamper it. Um, but I was also able to, <laughs> this is weird, but, like, compartmentalize in terms of, like, and I think we talked about this, too, is, like, she says it's set in New York, but it's London. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> like it feels yeah. like London. <laughs> and, like, yeah. you can call it whatever you want to call it. But that's it, not really but what, that's it not what it is. So I wasn't, yeah. like, even the, like, um, the Harlem thing, which is annoying mm-hmm. and is a very valid critique, when I was watching the movie, I was like, yeah, but it's London. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever. there weren't black people in London, but, like, but, clearly like, for her, her London, yeah. yeah, her London and like what she was doing, like you know, in the twenties. <laughs> <laughs> yes, J.K. Rowling was up and about in the twenties, but you know what I mean. It's kind of the same thing with like what it's like. Oh, that's Moffat's Victorian, yeah, England. yeah. Like it's not actually mean. historical Victorian England, yeah. but that's the England that he sees in his mind. Yeah, cool. Yeah, fine. I feel that. <laughs> um, what are some things that you remember about this? I remember the. Um, 
I remember very much it being like Doctor Who esque with the yeah. suit and being like, oh, this is like going to be a Pokemon. Not that I watch Pokemon, but yeah. I thought like, you know, like Steve Irwin, yeah. like gotta catch them all, see all the cool things. And I remember that being kind of the case. I also remember being very much like Newt is wild. Because like the first <laughs> scene, and it's like this too in the screenplay, yeah. he's like Statue of Secrecy who? I've never heard of her. Never heard like and it's and and it's so quick yeah. to do it that I'm like how is he even able to travel? Like, again, apparently, magical governments around the world are incompetent. That's just, you know... Everywhere, yeah. Everywhere. But I just feel like the if I was the leader of Makusa or whatever, it, not even, it wouldn't even get to the president. Yeah. It wouldn't even get that high. Yeah. Just a low-level person would be like, nah, your visa is declined. Right, goodbye. Because you don't know how to behave. Yeah. Like, how is he not... Maybe not an ask me, and I always like to think that there's another less violent, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Just like, a kind of punishment system that's not, not like, straight to the mentors. Right, like, or there's a... fuck happens in this movie. Right, there's a less violent option than going to ask man. Mm-hmm. But I do like, I'm like, why aren't you in custody? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Because yeah. this can't be, you didn't just get to America and start wilding out. Right. Like, this is who not he you've is. You've been doing this. This is a... So, yeah. that's, like, the thing that I, like, Remember. most stood out for me, and that the Niffler was adorable and all of the um creatures i thought were very very cool mm-hmm. and i wanted them to be muppets that's, if that's, they were jim henson muppets it's like a, that tweet where they're like if you take every, all the actors out except one and then replace them with muppets yeah except i would take you would keep who would, would you keep i would keep new Okay. And then, but I would only, re- I would, re- I'd have to take everyone else out and only replace the animals with Muppets and there would be no other people. <laughs> okay. I don't want a Muppet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Grindelwald. no, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I, for, like, I've seen this movie one, I'll say one and a half times because, like, I watched it in the theater and I was like, cool, we did it for Wizard Team. I don't really have to watch it again. And then I was at my grandma's house and... Like, I think we were, it was, like, holidays or whatever, so I was, like, usually on the holidays I go and help her bake, and so we were there, and, like, she was, like, oh, well, you know, you, like, like, she, I think she might have seen it or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and she was, like, oh, we'll just, I'll put this on, and I was, like, whatever, but at the, at the time, like, I didn't want to, she was just, like, I'll just put it on, because I know you like Harry Potter, and it's, and it's mm-hmm. on, so, like, whatever, and I was, just like, whatever, I, because I think we had had a conversation in, um, I feel like Crimes of Gondor was about to come out, so I had, we had a conversation in Slack about Credence, yeah. and me being like, this nigga's dead, so like, why is he showing up in the preview for Crimes of Gondor, and everybody was like, nah, he lived, cause we do, and I was like, I swear to God, <laughs> he died, and so I was like, really like, I was sitting there, and I was like, on my, like, I was half watching, but I was just waiting for the moment, mm-hmm. and I saw it, and I was like, nah, he was, <laughs> like, it was literally, it's I a only DVD watched, extra, right? That I think that's show? what it is, which yeah. is like, no, then that's fake, then, then he's, fake. Then he's, he's dead. Died. So like I so that was like so the half is because I like sat up to just I was like half watching it to be ready to be like maybe I missed it because it's possible because at that point it had like the tone I remember the, the tone of the movie had shifted and so I was kinda like like what is happening? But uh yeah, like I was just like I need to either like get this right or I need I either be, need to be proven right or I need to be proven wrong that I need a definitive answer from the actual movie and not from people telling me. Um, so it was, yeah. So, but since then, that's been at least two years. So. Yeah. Maggie um, said that, um, 
she went to the Lumos fundraising fundraiser premiere in New York with a bunch of HPA friends, um, the Harry Potter Alliance, Maggie's part of the Harry Potter Alliance. We love them. Um, and she was thinking about her, how her excitement nosedived from the excitement of going to that premiere with J.K. Rowling in the building and all the actors to like, now it's like, who? Fantastic what? Right. But yeah, so yeah, so I just don't, there's not a lot that I, I mean, I remember mostly liking, I remember liking most of the movie and liking it in the way that I would like any derivative of like Doctor Who. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was very much like, like even before when they were, when the trailers were coming out, I think it was, I think the trailers started coming out after Magic in North America, but we hadn't seen Cursed Child yet. So I wasn't like, I was, you know, you start, you're slowly getting to the like, "Mm, maybe this is trash. But I remember seeing the preview and being like, that's tight. It's the doctor. (laughs) Like, I'm like, let's do it. I'm here. I'm ready. So, um, yeah. Specifically the 11th Doctor. It's very much a Moffat Doctor. Um, So. Yeah, it was very much that. (laughs) I also want to say that I think that the I try because I like to and this is kind of like this used to be my time of year I don't think I'm going to make any of the Oscar movies this year but Mm. like this used to be like when I shined but I try to be very judicious about like what I read about a movie before it comes out and how I let it inform me and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Um, but I had a friend take me to see the like premiere at like one of you know like the um, Alamo Draft House like one of yeah. those like fancy you know that they have waiters and all that stuff and she was like looking at me Aww. like yeah and I was like eh. nice. <laughs> um, and I think that it's also one of those things where this movie suffered a lot too from I don't know and maybe I, I, you guys can like let us know on Twitter or something like people having thinking that you're gonna love it because it was it's Harry Potter, Potter yeah. and that kind of expectation shift always makes me uncomfortable because yeah. I'm like even if I like it has to, then it, I feel like it has to be amazing right because I feel like the I don't know maybe it's like the hipster in me or something but the like expectation mm-hmm. that I'm gonna love something is just like, because just because yeah well, I'm, like, I'm more critical than that yeah yeah you know? no for sure and so. I definitely think like for me like I luckily I went by myself I, like, threw on my little Hufflepuff scarf and was like, I'm going to just, <laughs> we're going we gonna to do what it is. Went out in the cold. It wasn't that cold. It was November. But, like, it was cold for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, all right, we're just going to do it. And it'll be fine and whatever. But, like, yeah, no. It definitely came at the end of, or tor- yeah, like, towards, like, the, as the, that that particular year was just a, like, woo, we are no longer standing J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Um, and that's wild, because that was, what, 2016? Yeah. A long time ago. 2015, 2015, <laughs> yeah. A long, oh, well, not, not quite four years, but, like, almost four years. And, like, it, yeah, it was definitely, like, Magic North America happened, and I was like, oh, mm, yikes. And then... Kurt, and then I was like, all right, we can, I can kind of like, like well, some of also, this is like. But also it was, it's because remember, we started this, Black, or the Chris Child was yeah. announced, mm-hmm. Black Hermione was announced, so our J.K. Rowling stand-up went like, went up. We were like, uh-oh. It went higher yeah. than just like the, the fact before. that she wrote these, the OG7. Yeah. And so the, the, the heights, the, the heights of the fall. Yeah. And then it just like plummeted, <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait. And then it was like. We had some time, and it was like, okay, Fantastic Beasts gonna come out. We know that the stuff, the promo for it was some bullshit, but, like, it's cool. Yeah. The movie might still, like, hit. And they're like, oh, okay, it's just Doctor Who, but that's fine. I mess with Doctor Who. Like, otherwise, I, like, yeah. you know, it'd be good. And then we saw Cursed Child, and I was like, oh, what the fuck was that? 
So then by then, it's like, okay, with all of these things culminating, and now I have to go watch this movie for this podcast that I created to stand this woman who no longer, who I no longer stand, I was like, this is going to be rough. Um, but we found our way. But we've, yeah. We found our footing. We're here. It's been, we're still here. Um, <laughs> it's like that, uh. The color purple. N- yes, but, um, Tisha Campbell. I'm still, like she never mind it doesn't matter we can uh break for our sponsors real quick this I do want to just real quick because I Lena Lima is that bitch is first of all yeah well let's, we can start with like positives um so first of all look at this book, if you want to talk bro. about beautiful gowns this shit is glorious it is magnificent I'm not gonna lie like this whole cover like this part right here Lena Lima did that truly like even just like you know the words yeah are, the trash, words are trash but, but the, all of the stuff around the words it, are like they're all right they they all right these i wouldn't say these are like full the in the gutter drawing yeah no Wait, they, they really did yeah, it's like honestly when it came um <laughs> when it got, like when they like we ordered them and then they got to the house and i opened it and i was like yo these are pretty and i'm about to write all up in it yeah. i mean <laughs> I like oh, i'm well, actually like i it was one of the things that i had pretty. to very and still like well now i have them but like mm-hmm. like continuously have to because even with um like they do those like movie books or behind the scenes, yeah. you know, whatever things. I always have to be like, okay, but the inside, the content is not yeah, it's, it's like, not what I want. So want do not that. buy that. Yeah. Oh, it's a little niffler on the yeah. Oh. And then like in the yeah, no, I, I knew it in there, but like I didn't realize it was yeah, like gold, gold embossed in the dang yeah. No, it's lit. But um, <laughs> real quick, this is something that like, I read it just because I wanted to see if it was. I mean, not that I looked up, because this is so funny, like, my preparation for this podcast is so, like, selective. <laughs> like, I'll be like, I want to do this because I want to prepare, and then I don't do the other part that, like, because I didn't look up the summary of Fantastic Beasts for the movie. I was like, let me read the summary in the book to see if it's the same, but, like, how would I know if it was the same because I didn't look <laughs> Anyway, I read it, um, so I just want to read this because I think I, I tweeted it out. Um, because it was a, hmm, interesting. So, the year is 1926 in the city of New York, a time and place where the actions of a handful of people and creatures will determine the fate of the many. Magizoologist Newt Scamander, newly arrived in town, intends to stay, intends his stay to be just a brief stopover. However, when Newt's magical case is misplaced and some of his fantastic beasts escape into the city, it spells trouble for everyone. Inspired by the original Hogwarts textbook by Newt Scamander, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, marks the screenwriting debut of J.K. Rowling, author of the beloved and internationally best-selling Harry Potter books. Fans of J.K. Rowling's brilliant imagination will recognize her humorous turn of phrase on every page, her incredible vision of, of a magical universe, and her deep sympathy and understanding for people of all kinds, whether they carry wands or not. This is epic adventure-packed storytelling at its very best and it will take your breath away stop telling me how to feel <laughs> that's all that, i've done that, that's that all part, i've done this is epic gives me this. gives me chris child vibes yeah, and i'm it, just like yeah. shut up no it's not was it? this is this is horrifying this, this is, is this is, this is uh, pure terror, pure terror. Shut <laughs> up. no fuck it's not it's, it's just a, it's just a movie please calm down um yeah no it, it's like and then you know I, the irony of her deep sympathy and understanding of people of all kinds. I was just like, her, who? Who? <laughs> who are y'all talking about? I don't know her. Um, it is... It is shocking the depth of people's... Um, the lack of people's self-awareness. Yeah. I'm continuously... Well, I mean... It's I just, mean, this is like not... This is... 
tangent, whatever, not mm-hmm. completely related, because, like, the John Boyega thing has gone off, and, like, people love a discourse. Y'all, but <laughs> I had to mute John Boyega as, like, a term on Twitter, and I'm really sad about it, because I like seeing things about John Boyega. Yeah. But I'm so tired of that damn thing. I'm like, why? Like, but the self-awareness all... of it, like, oh, he's <sighs> bullying people by using the tweets they sent him to bully him. I'm like, y'all added that man. Right. All them tweets. We could all see One, them. they're all public. Yeah. Because Twitter is a public website. Two, you you added him. You mentioned him. You did. You could have just said it on and like subtweeted or on your own time. You didn't have to at, you didn't have to at John yeah, Boyega to make sure he got it in his mentions. Mm-hmm. You could have not used his name at all. He's a pub, like, you know what I mean? You could have been like Finn. Right. We all know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> like... You Y'all did that. Asterisks, right. Lots of things. Lots but of you things. You wanted him to see it. You so wanted him to see it. it. He saw it. He clapped back. And everyone, oh, how dare he? Oh, the bullying. And I'm like, the self awareness. And this is one of those also, to bring it back, my original <laughs> point, it's like, she did, you know, what did she say? She is drawn to stories from the about the underdog. <sighs> we, or... We're going to get there because <laughs> I need to find that video again. Honestly, it is. It is because funny. I remember that was one of the other things that kind of irritated. It was like as things were kept going, I was getting less and less excited about this movie because like there I remember she had this. They were like a J.K. Rowling. It's like a J.K. Rowling introduces yeah. like the new, you know, Fantastic Beasts or whatever the fuck. And like her first thing was I like to write about the underdog or like the outsider outsider and the martin i'm like well then why are you writing about white dudes like i just don't (laughs) understand why is like legit every main character and everything that she has written has been a white man so like really one of them not even a woman no you can't even get a white woman well no because i'm trying to think there were there were there was like a white girl but there was lots of different perspectives casual vacancy yeah but it was mainly, but it was a white mainly dude. the main person it was, it was, a, was a white as a dude. It was. I only read it the one time, so Me I don't too. Really remember. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. And I think that when they did the adaptation, it was solely from the dude's perspective. Mm, okay. I so. only saw the first part of that, and I don't remember it at all. It's been a minute, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, literally. So it's like that's not what you like to do. Like you could say that, but, <laughs> but you really, but she really just means quirky. Yeah. But still white. She's she she loves her. Still white, white man. still straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're not really doing nothing. Nothing at all. Um. Anyway, scene one of uh, Fantastic Beasts. Um. We are somewhere in Europe in 1926 at night. Uh. There's a large, isolated, derelict chateau emerging from the darkness, which is like just immediately no whimsy. It's nope. gone. It no longer exists, even though it's called Fantastic Beasts. Mm-hmm. It didn't even open on a beast. Where to find it? Opened on a, it, it opened on a isolated, derelict chateau <laughs> in the darkness. And I was trying to remember, and this is another reason why we probably should have watched the movie or something. No, I don't think... No thanks. Did it do that? I thought it just opened with him on the boat. No, it opened, on, it opened this way. It did? Yeah. Yeah. And then it goes, it like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do we have to... I wasn't planning to, but are we supposed to live tweet this after? I think Can so. we say no? Are we? I think we? so. Oh, no. I mean, we could say no. I didn't no. think about that. <laughs> I gotta get more housewives gifts if we gotta do that again. <laughs> I mean, I think we can say no, but... Oh. I guess y'all tell us, but I don't really trust y'all to say no. <laughs> That's the problem. I'll be like, open it up to the listeners, and y'all be like, let's do it. 
That's true. Y'all do be like that. And then won't even show up. It'll just be us. <laughs> anyway, let me not. Um, so there is a cobbled square outside of the building, uh, shrouded in mist, eerie, silent. Five R stand wands aloft, um, tentative as they edge toward it. And there's a sudden explosion of pure white light. So no whimsy, no color. It's just like all of the life has been leached from the wizarding world. And we hate to see it. And they're all in gray suits. And they're all, in, yes. Um, so we look around to find their body scattered. A figure, Grindelwald, um, enters the frame, his back to the camera. Ignoring the body, he stares out into the night sky as we pan up towards the moon. And then there's a montage, which I remember, but I and mostly thought like, oh, me and Alima did that. This is all cute. But I didn't actually read none of it. Or like, yeah. I think I read it, but it, it happens so quickly that you can't really like. Like read the headlines. And like take in what yeah. it is. So this is the first time I actually like. See, you know, can like process what it is. Yeah, I um, did, I do remember that, and I remember like because Grindelwald would be a big name and yeah. stuff like that. But they didn't show his face because we were supposed to be all like, "Oh, Johnny Depp," you know, like or whatever. Um, but I do remember that, and I remember being like, "Ugh, Grindelwald." But also, Mina Lima did that. They did do that. What they? What did they do? That. That is pretty. <laughs> so shout good. out to good Zay job. who says that he's fine without torturing the group. All right. Well, Zay has spoken. <laughs> we just gonna take that. Y'all wanted to, you're saying you should become a Patronus and get in this chat. We gonna and take that, that as what as it is. As it is. Zay said no. No so need we to add no. an additional oppressive experience to some present climate. So you love to see it. Gavel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so various magical newspapers and the headlines from 1926 uh, rel- relating to Grindelwald's attacks. So the first one, which I don't know how I missed this, because I would have immediately been like, what the fuck? So it says, Grindelwald strikes again in Europe, Hogwarts school. So this doesn't make sense. One, because the whole thing, and it's said explicitly in Deathly Hollows, is that Grindelwald rose to power everywhere except for in for, Britain. Like, yeah. he, he did not come to Britain because he was Dumbledore. scared. He, he wasn't about that life. He was like, I'm not coming straight to Dumbledore's damn porch. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to step on his couch. <laughs> I'm going to go around his house mm-hmm. and go back over there. I'm going to mass enough powers that when I do knock on Dumbledore's door, I got backup. Right. I got people. But I I'm got... not just coming in 1920s. Right. And like he didn't go. And I don't even think he went to Europe. Dumbledore ended up coming to him. I mean, we'll, well, we won't see, but somebody will see. Um, <laughs> Dumbledore went to him. So it wasn't even in fucking Also, I'm never, I'm never saying we won't see because we weren't going to see Crimes of Grindelwald. <sighs> Well, no, let me not say that on air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just keep that one to myself for but now. But I'm saying we about to read Crimes no, of Grindelwald on air too. Just, so I'm just, just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, don't say, don't say never. I don't plan. I didn't say never. We just don't plan. You're on like saying. we ain't going. No, I'm pretty sure I'm we're not, gonna end up. Delia, somebody gonna give us some coinage because that's why we. Right <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden. Okay, anyway, um, it doesn't make any sense that he would, that there would be an attack in Hogwarts school 20 years before he and Dumbledore fight because Dumbledore would be there. Right. And so, unless Dumbledore didn't get hired until 1927, it don't really make sense. It uh, also doesn't make sense because you're not just going to attack us. What does Hogwarts, Hogwarts have school? to do with, like, like not the ministry. anything in Grindelwald? Like, what yeah. does Grindelwald care about Hogwarts? Like, he went to Durmstrang. Like, he's not tripping off of Hogwarts. And that's the other thing about the, like, the extra canon and like as this grows on and stuff it's like Hogwarts is not the center of the wizarding world no. it's the center of the experience of an 11 to 17 year old 
to 11 to 17 year olds. Yeah. But in, wizards. In, specifically in the UK. Like in not the UK. Even, like, yeah. Like, but wizards li- who live to be 150 are not, like, going to the school first. And then on top of the fact that, like, it's not even, a, like, this movie is not even about kids. No. So then even with that, it's, then you're like, I don't, It's just a name drop. It's, yeah, it's just it's purely, like, fan service, but it doesn't actually do anything. No. Um, so it doesn't make any sense. Uh, then there's, uh, oh, so I think it's Hogwarts School Increases Security. Still. Um, because who was but why coming? would you? Because all school, coming? He's not every, coming. Everyone would increase security. Right. Ministry. Right. Gringotts. I don't know whatever the fuck, what other institutions they got there, but like. St. Mungo's? Yeah, like they'd all Like, be like any large, like, it's the same thing with our society. Like, if there's a attack or the threat of an attack, any like major population center or large institution is going to increase security. Mm-hmm. But they had to say it so that we knew that we were Hogwarts. Yeah, that's why they didn't change it from Hedwig's scene, even though Hedwig ain't got nothing to do with this bullshit. Anyway, Hedwig is not even born. Not even born yet. You know what I'm saying? She still got. She's just a thought in her. In not even because not even because Tina Tina ain't even born yet, <laughs> no. right? Okay. Anyway, anti wizard feeling on the rise. Um, where is Grindelwald? Is anyone safe? Um, so then he's a serious threat to the magical community and he's vanished. Um, there's a worldwide hunt for Grindelwald. This is interesting because I can't remember because I always feel like, and now I'm like, I could have read it wrong, but am I imagining like, wasn't Grindelwald supposed to be like a precursor to Voldemort? So like, I made a typo. Oh, Like, so Grindelwald is supposed to be a precursor to Voldemort, so shouldn't he be more of a threat to, like, a serious threat to... Muggles. Muggles? Like, this is kind of one of the things that I think J.K. Rowling falls into. Like, she fell into it during OG7, and then as, like, um, the extra canon comes in, it just keeps getting more... It just keeps growing. Is the fact that, like, she forgot that these fascists are not here to kill wizards. Yeah. Like, that's not why they, they, they came, because they want to have power over muggles and or to, like, eliminate muggles and have wizards be at the top. And, like, yeah, that would be dangerous for some wizards, but it's not all wizards, and it's not, like, the magical community as a whole, which is why they were allowed to grow in the first place. And I think that, like, she starts off with that as a thing and then loses it because of the spectacle and the, like... Yeah. Yeah. I also think that there is a misunderstanding of... Or not a misunderstanding. I don't think there's a fundamental understanding of Grindelwald's actual ideology. And you didn't need it in Harry Potter. Like, it needed to just be, like, he's a precursor to Voldemort, this Mm -hmm. big, bad, um, what was it? The greater good. Um, That's all you only needed, that surface level of it, because it was just a a way to to give depth to Dumbledore and, um, and show that, like, Voldemort is not the start and the only time that this, this, has, this has happened, right? Yeah. So it's just really to give context and like depth to Voldemort, whose ideology is pretty well like explained. Yeah. But when you decide that you're going to then make Grindelwald the center of your story. I remember when they were talking about, oh, he's even more scary than Voldemort. Voldemort. But it's like, it's like nah, no, but the whole point was that Voldemort was doing even more than Grindelwald. Grindelwald, yeah. Because this nigga was splitting his soul, so, like, I just... Right. You can't, like... 
have the prequel, like, up the ante for the original. Like, no, because it's, like, linearly, (laughs) linear-wise, like, that doesn't work. Anyway, but when she decided to go back and make the story center Grindelwald, she needed to go, also go back and, like, actually flesh out what his ideology is and was. And, like, that is a huge problem with um, Crimes of Grindelwald. Crimes of Grindelwald and the Cant Spells. Should it make not the Cant Spells? The Cant Spells. The No Magic. The No Magic. <laughs> Is that. Oh my God. They're going to come up with some Spanish way to say, or Portuguese way to say uh, muggles. Mm-hmm. But it, she's not even saying muggles. Out. She's not even trying to get to like no. a, a cool muggle. Like, Mm-mm. no magic. Cant Spell, which we've decided was Canadian. Um, but yeah, so when she, like, when that whole scene happens, the whole movie is nonsensical, but like that part, it's just like, you're just saying words. Yeah. Like, they're not. (laughs) You don't actually know what you're talking about. You don't actually know what you're talking about. Or what you're trying to do. Yeah. Spend the time to actually flesh out what that was. Right. Um, so then we push to the final article displaying Statue of Liberty, transition to scene two. Um, there's a ship gliding into New York, um... A large passenger ship glides past the Statue of Liberty. We push toward a figure sitting on a bench with his back to us. Newt's commander, weather-beaten, wiry, wearing an over an old blue overcoat. Um, because J.K. Rowling loves her, some skinny white boys who are a little shabby and need a home-cooked meal. Mm-hmm. That's like which her you know what aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can blame that on her. I don't think I can. <laughs> I don't know if I can, but maybe I can. You know? She has been informing my life for a while. For a minute. Maybe that's her fault. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, you can. You can blame it on her. It's her fault. You just go on top of her being. loving. Oh, Lord. Oh. Also, I think it's really funny because um, this, and again, this like opening part is not bad at all, but like <laughs> the things that she decided to be specific about crack me up because I'm like, okay, you've thought about his, <laughs> he's weather beaten, wiry, wearing a blue overcoat, mm-hmm. old, like not an old overcoat, like let the costuming department decide like decide what, what, is, what yeah. that is. Like, she has gotten TARDIS blue. real specific here. Yeah. But ask her, what is Grindelwald's point? Shona. What is Makuza, a.k.a. the American Ministry of, <laughs> ministry magic. of magic? We don't even have ministries here. Right. We ain't got no ministers. <laughs> we ain't got nothing. None of that. None of that. Like, ask her about that, and she crickets. But I know that he's wearing an old, weather-beaten blue overcoat. Mm-hmm. He is wiry. Mm-hmm. Like girl, man, priorities, um, choices, choices. So beside him rests a battered brown leather case. A catch on the case flicks open off its of its own accord, and Newt bends down to close it. Um, and then he whispers, "Dougal, you settle down now, please. It won't be long." And that's our first beast. Yeah, we don't actually see we yet. Don't see, but we will in a second. Well, in a bit. Um, so scene three, aerial shot of New York. Scene four. I just I love reading the ones that are just like. Two sentences. Um, scene four. So, um, Newt is walking down a gangplank of the ship as we, as we push in toward his case. So he's, you know, coming off the ship and he gets to customs. 
Um, and so he's standing before a serious or serious looking American officials. Um, one of them examines his very tattered British passport. So I'm, so like, I understand that this is 1926, so they might not have everything together yet. Mm -hmm. There are like, you know, it could be more dynamic by the time we get to like Harry's, um, time in the wizarding world or even like to the present or whatever. But like their travel abroad is so like, why would they have to go? Through Muggle channels. Like, I feel like even if they're on the, like, ship with Muggles, there should be some little thing that's like, yeah. hey, wizards check in here. Yeah. Because how else are you going to keep track? Especially in America where it's supposed to be more strict. Like, they should have wizards there to be like, y'all come this way. We need to check all your shit. We got to make sure you're not bringing no magical stuff we don't need. But that's not a thing. He just goes to regular Muggle Customs. And that's what I was saying with like earlier when it's like this is like the thing with all apparently all magical governments are incompetent. It's like because I Newt's yeah. commander shouldn't be allowed to travel, right. <laughs> like um, considering how he behaves very early on. But yeah, I think that there is something weird too because with like we get this in like Sorcerer's Stone is like Harry doesn't know how to get on the platform. Mm-hmm. And they, no one explains it to him. And it's right. just, like, taken for granted that, like, he would know, he would know wizards know this. Excuse even me. though they know that he was raised by muggles. Right. Um, and so, it's also kind of a weird thing, too, because when you, when you do travel abroad, mm-hmm. and you go to a country for the first time, you, like, they do, like, and planes, trains, automobiles, whatever, I'm, ass- I'm assuming that this has been kind of consistent, at least since... The First World War. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're, we're, this is happening before World War II, but definitely, um, is it happening? No, the First World War is like 1917, so this yeah. is like after the after First World first War. Time, yeah. Um, like, <laughs> even like Muggle Society, you know what I mean? Like, it's built in, so it would be very easy, or it seems like it would be very easy to make it so like when you land in a new place like they're like the line tells you this way they mm-hmm. give you before you get off the boat the plane whatever they give you they a tell whole you list a of instructions like, this, like, is, what you're gonna this do. is what you need to do yeah. um because you wouldn't just know and so it feels like there should be a way um and a magical way at that like if you like touch the card or something and it's like oh you got magic right it, it changes color you know color and it's like, like hey this is you what should, you gotta do yeah make sure you check in here yeah and you tell us what you're doing also in terms of storytelling and film that would be tight right to see yeah so you know but it's laziness mm-hmm. um also, Maggie says, unfortunately, not a serious looking official. <laughs> Ayo. Ayo. <laughs> serious TM. Um, so, British, huh? Says the customs official. Yes. First trip to New York? Yes. Anything edible in here? Um, Newt places uh, his hand over his breast pocket and says, no. Livestock? Um, the catch on Newt's case flicks open. Newt uh, closes it. <laughs> Which, yes, he does have things. Livestock. But he's like, no. <laughs> Um, and so the official asks to take a look. He places the case on the desk and discreetly flicks a brass dial to Muggleworthy, which is basically a perception filter or chameleon circuit. Um, that works. <laughs> like, I'm so here for Bayana's <laughs> Doctor Who translation throughout this whole thing. Um, it's also weird. I mean, I guess, cause I just, um, we had to like 
clear out my grandmother's house and like we found a briefcase and it has those dials and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's because like you can lock them. Yeah. So I guess like the official thinks he's just like unlocking the case for him when he's turning it. Yeah. But like, does it just say muggle worthy? Right. <laughs> well, maybe it's like I can't remember because again, I haven't seen this movie in a second. But I feel like yeah. it's small enough that like he wouldn't be looking. Yeah. To like see like what the you know what combination it's saying. or yeah. whatever it is, but. I'm just like, like what weird. is Muggle worthy? Right. Um, so the official spins the case towards him and pops it open and reveals um, pajamas, various maps, a journal, an alarm clock, a magnifying glass, and a Hufflepuff scarf, um, which he's packing light. And like, I get, again, that gets bigger mm-hmm. on the inside and we know that. So like, hopefully he has other clothes, but he doesn't because he just wears the same ones over again. Like we're in a cartoon, but um, he ain't got no toothbrush in there. Mm-mm. He has an alarm clock, though, which I think hilarious. Like, no soap. No, yeah. (laughs) Just, okay. It's, like, very strange. Like, how long are you going to be here for it? This is is what you brought? Right, that's it. Like, I just also feel like, and, like, like, you're getting off of this. You just took a ship Mm -hmm. across the Atlantic with nothing but a briefcase. That just is, like... They don't bathe. Wash brings, Wash makes a comp. This is the actual linear, like, this is when Wash was established. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah. my God. Wizards for actual showers and hygiene Man. are out here like gyros. Yeah. Mm. Um, Amani says, he's a white wizard. You know he ain't bathing properly. This is how you get smallpox. <laughs> I'm, like, rereading for the 18th time this um, book about the Fae. And one of the things is like this human turns fey, but like some she gets in she gets she's dirty. Mm-hmm. She gets into a skirmish and she comes back like gross. And one of the face snaps her fingers and she's clean. She's mm-hmm. like, but I can still feel like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like yeah. she's like, I'm clean, I look at myself, I'm clean, but, but like the memory the of yeah. all the crap that I went through, like I I'm, need to bathe. Yeah, <laughs> like, I need to actually take a shower. I need and... to physically scrub yeah. myself, magic or not. Yeah. Like and I feel like that is, at least that would be me, mm-hmm. like, in truth. Like, sure, you can, like, scourgeify or whatever. Right. But, like, I was Sometimes like, I you just, you just, just need to physically, <laughs> you know, rub it all off. like, get it off. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, um, but that's it. And the official says, welcome, welcome to New York. Newt says thanks. Um, and Gavis's passport in case. And then exits customs. So, and also... Like, yes, mm-hmm. there's, that's, there should be a wizarding customs, but, like, American customs, that's pretty. That's, like, nothing. And, yeah. I mean, not that I know anything about the 20 customs in the, in the 20s, 20s. Yeah. like, at all, but you didn't ask very many questions. No. How long are you going to be here? Yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah. Like, he, what did he ask? He asked. He's like, and it gives such vague, and all his answers mm-hmm. are yes, no. He, all, all he asks are yes or no. First questions. trip to New York, any livestock. Not like, and like, that is a question that anything edible, any livestock. Yeah. Like, those are questions, but they also ask you, what's the reason for your visit? How long do you plan on staying? Do you have anyone? Are you meeting, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. business or pleasure or whatever. Like, yeah. are you meeting people here? Like, and those are not, you know, interrogations but mm-hmm. it's still just a little bit more a little something something than like live back all right yeah. gone it's yeah it's not a lot but then also like 
Um, Truly, the wizards just needed their own little station. Yeah. Zay says, being British was probably cool. If he was Jewish, I'm sure there would have been more questions. And Mm -hmm. I think that's also true. Like, um, I grew up in Southern California, and I remember, like, when you used to be able to walk across the border. Yeah. And my best friend's Peruvian, and she was born in Peru, but she's a citizen. And so they ask you, you know, like, where are you from, blah, 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 date of, like, place of birth. Mm -hmm. And so she was, are you a citizen? Yes. Place of birth. She's like, Lima, Peru. Right. And they were like, and like a whole new set of questions popped up. Meanwhile, I'm sitting behind there, like got through and like pacing, like, oh no, the federal got her. What am I supposed to do? Exactly. But like, so I do think that that's true. Like, if it was, if he wasn't a white dude, mm-hmm. you know, so outsider and yeah, from you know, marginalized, um, he would have gotten more mm-hmm. questions. But even white dudes, I feel like there's just like a baseline of questions. So, it's even worse than that. Yeah. Okay, before we get to scene three, there is another adorable... Scene five. I can't see. Um, There's another adorable picture of the Niffler. That was, like, one of the things when I was trying to, um, (laughs) when I was trying to figure out, like, the scene, like, breakdown for what, for our episodes, and I was looking, and I was like, some of these have entire pages are just pictures, and I'm like, well, then, what the hell? How is it supposed to work? I I mean, I think they did good job like no I they did a good out, job like, but that's what i'm saying like, when i first looked at it yeah. i was like i don't know what the hell and then i went back and actually paid attention and like really looked and it was fine but yeah. at first i was like oh, when i when is... i got to like our scene where we stopped i was like oh so they kind of did it for you sort in some ways in yeah. some ways yeah yeah um okay so scene five we're at a street uh near the city hall subway at dusk it's an, a long street of identical brownstone houses one of which has been reduced to rubble there's a gaggle of reporters and photographers uh, milling around at the vague hope of something happening, um, but without much enthusiasm. One reporter is interviewing an excitable mid- middle-aged man as they move through the rubble. The witness is like, is saying, um, it was like a wind or like a ghost, but dark, and I saw its eyes, shining white eyes. Um, and the reporter is like, not, he's just like, oh, great, woohoo. Um, <laughs> and then... Uh, the witness is saying, like, a dark mass, and it dove down there, down underground, I swear to God, into the earth right in front of me. Um, so he's talking about an obscurious, which we don't, or obscurial, I don't remember which. Obscurial. Like, I know it's both, but I don't Obscuri. remember. Obscurai. Obscurai. He's talking about that, and, <laughs> um, but we haven't gotten that explanation yet, but it's what's happening. Anyway, um, so we close in on Percival Graves. As he walks towards the destroyed building, Ooh, this is uh, who looks great. He looks like Colin Firth, <laughs> Colin or Farrell. not Farrell, Farrell, not Firth. Who looks great and should sue? Well, um, well, no, let me not. Let me, uh, let me comparatively. No, 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 no. That's not what I was gonna say. Oh. Um, I was gonna say based on fashion, but that's different, and that's a conversation we can have later. Okay. Um, oh, well, I guess, just kidding now. Um, so, I just realized, I was like, I know I wrote it down somewhere, but it's right next, right down. So, Graves wears um, smart clothing. He's very handsome, early middle age. His demeanor differs from those around him. He's watchful, tightly coiled, coiled, sorry, and an air of intense confidence. Um, so, like, we talk a lot about In Crimes of Grindelwald, or In Crimes of, like, in talking about Crimes of Grindelwald, about, like, the fashion and how, like, Dumbledore really out here in a three-piece three piece three piece suit. suit. But I do understand why, like, like I could buy that, like, American wizards 
yeah. would be a little more like reserved and would wear muggle clothing because they're trying to blend in much more than British wizards are. But I also think it would have been cool if they dressed like a tad bit more flamboyantly. Like in the way that Newt is dressed. Yeah. Like it's it's still it actually honestly bothers me that Newt isn't walking around in robes because I feel like that would add to who he is. The, and the obliviousness of like his whole situation especially at the beginning of this thing where he's yeah. just walking around and like letting shit go and he's like up oh, and just pull my wand out and shit. Like him just walking around in like purple robes or some shit would actually be it would fit his character. Um but I could just like I, I'm just like trying to imagine like American wizards walking around in their like three piece suits, but they got on like purple socks that flash. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, like little things that they could just like express themselves even though they have to keep it on the surface like muggle or you they know they all wear hats they all wear fascinators right or they all have like Even the something men. yeah like that would be tight yeah so that's the one thing is like in terms of like the costume design they didn't really push themselves and i also think they were that like, like we want to do a period piece so we're just gonna have period clothing without thinking about the fact that it's magical yeah Amani said obscure eye for the muggle eye <laughs> oh, please <laughs> um but I also think, too, so, like, we, I wrote, you know, at the beginning of the scene, street near City Hall Subway, um, and it's all white. Right. Like, the the background bit characters mm-hmm. all white. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I also think that there's something, too, about, if you're going to say mutual respect and kinship, which we all know is bullshit, yeah. or whatever, like... You would see, you know, like, wizards or whatever in mixed company, like, out in, like, in a place that is still segregated, like, New York in the 20s was still segregated, right? Um, And City Hall is not in Harlem, from what I remember. Um, And so, but you would see, like, Percival Graves walking closely and being very familial with someone else, like, of a different color or whatever, and then other people, like, looking at, like, there would be things that would, you wouldn't, like, when we first meet Vernon, and, like, he's going through, and it's Halloween, so he's mm-hmm. just, like, but he's also, like, why are all of these people, like, dressed Dressed like this and like they need to have some like you know just things that would make you turn as a muggle would make you turn your head and Mm -hmm. be like "Mm, that's interesting that's weird yeah but not enough that you're like not gonna you're gonna stop what you're doing and like not keep going about your business Mm -hmm. you know what i mean just like a quick like double take right that would i think help but there's no whimsy so no not even a little bit this is like this is a serious story yeah um so the photographer is asking um, the reporter if he got anything, and the reporter's like, "Nah." Um, the photographer says it's probably some atmospheric hooey um, or electrical. Graves moves up the steps of the now ruined building. He examines the destruction, curious and alert. So, like, literally, no one's paying attention to this random dude walking up the stairs, looking at the blown up brownstone. Like, they're not like, "Hey, are you?" Supposed to be here. Supposed to be like nothing. I mean, I guess there is that thing though. If you walk with confidence, with com- people, yeah. But and he's white. So it's like, a it's a film, so, so someone you know what I mean to let us know that we should beyond the fact that it's Colin Farrell. I mean, yeah. I guess you don't need to let us know that we should pay attention to him because Colin Farrell. Well, sure, yeah. Um. So then the wind begins to pick up, swirling around the building, accompanied by a high pitched screeching. 
Graves alone looks interested. Um, but I feel like he looks interested, so nobody else is paying attention, though. Like, if you, if it's a high-pitched screeching, you're at least like, oh, well, hold up. Like, Wraith's on wings. Like, something. <laughs> like, you're not, instead, you're just sitting there like, oh, yeah, sorry, I can't go with, for a drink because I promised my wife I would not drink anymore. Like, I just, like, yeah. there has to be something else. Um, there's a sudden series of bangs at the street level. All turn to look for the source of the sound. A wall cracks. The rubble on the floor begins to shake before exploding like an earthquake, ripping out of the building and down through the middle of the street. The movement is violent, rushed. People and cars go flying. Um, so it's the Obscurus. Zay uh, let us know that Obscurus is the force and Obscurial is the person. Which, like, thanks, because I really could not remember. Yeah. And also, you have to let us know a couple times. <laughs> I, I, might, hold on. I might remember now. But... Can't hold on to that. Yeah. Um, the mysterious force flies in the air, swirling through the city, diving in and out of alleyways before crashing down into a subway station. Close in on Graves as he examines the destruction of the street, a mingled roar and howl emanates from the bowels of the earth but like okay so the one thing about this scene it's like it's cool because it, it like you know it it introduces the obscurus and the fact that there's something like bigger at work happening mm-hmm. but graves doesn't do shit no he walks up looks it comes up he watches it go and he just is like so then it just feels like, what? what is, the, not even what's the point of the scene, because I understand the point of the scene, but then like, what is the point of him being there? Yeah. Like, what's the point of the characters? He's not moving. He's not, he doesn't have any kind of, nothing. He doesn't happening. even pull out his wand, like, no. to like, protect himself. Or, he doesn't do anything. He just you know watches what I mean? it and he's like, oh, there it goes. Yeah. Um, so scene six, New York Street, or New York Street day. Um, I was like, New York Street doesn't seem right, but <laughs> it's just a New York Street. Um... Watching New Walk. We see him. Um, we I, see in him. Oh, you want to read it? I, I just. Okay. <laughs> we see in him an unselfconscious Keaton esque quality. What does what? that mean? So, <laughs> it's not only. I did read. I did, I did underline that and was like, okay. Yeah, but it's also like. You're making a movie. <laughs> These things have to be communicated visually. Mm hmm. Maybe in Britain, a Keaton-esque is a well-known quality. Right. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, Buster Keaton? I was like, like I meant to look up who, what Keaton like, right, was talking like, about. But again, I'm real selective with this research, right? so I forgot. I didn't look it up. But <laughs> my, honestly, like, my thought was Buster Keaton, because it's the 20s, and like, yeah. he's still a person, but I'm like... Who is your audience yeah. going to see this movie? They don't know what a Keaton-esque quality is. And not is. that we would be... Yeah, I guess... And... It is Is, is it is Buttons? Yeah. Yeah, well then, boom. And also, I know that because I was a filmmaker. Right, yeah. I, I, this is the first time I've like, ever heard And that I name. don't even know... And I was also... Th- I was thinking about it, and I think they did do that. Like, I think they got that across. Yeah. But it wasn't like... Keaton. That's Buster. Yeah, no. You know what I, I mean? I don't even know like who you, that is. Sorry to that man. <laughs> he's basically like a Charlie Chaplin. He yeah, was like no, I saw. Charlie, I read yeah. it, and it was saying like, like, uh, yeah, on par. But he wasn't. He yeah, didn't, I don't know. His like fame didn't last as long mm-hmm. as Charlie's. But he's. I like him better. I like his movies better than Charlie Chaplin's. Mm. But anyway, um, yeah, regular people would not, or like regular people, everyday people would not know that. Especially, you the main group of people that you're marketing marketing this movie to and so 
the thing with like these kinds of notes too, because this is a screenplay, it's like this mm-hmm. is supposed to help translate to the screen, but you're translating something that is like that you want a visual representation of that people would not catch that visual reference. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like, so what yeah. is the point? Because, yeah, because like Eddie Redmayne might see that and be like, okay, bet I know what that is, but like it's not. Like, no one else would see it and be like... Right. It's a reference that... That doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I definitely was like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but I'm gonna keep reading. Yeah. I'm gonna just keep going. Bianca said the only Keatons I know are Michael and Diane. Right, yeah. My first was Michael Keaton, and I was like, well, that can't be right. You know? That's wrong. I'll look it up later right. and then... But it's also, like, yeah. unselfconscious Keaton quality, too, is like, so he, he's giving you Buster Keaton vibes without knowing it, which is also a... a, he's a, he, it's he, a he doesn't subtlety. know he's beautiful. That's why... <laughs> That's why he's beautiful. <laughs> um, Harry said that. Uh, <laughs> but, like, also, so there's, like, a subtlety also to this reference mm-hmm. for a reference that no one understands. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, girl... Yeah. Get out your bubble. This is the other, this is the thing with having too much money, too much notoriety, too much fame, mm-hmm. and like how the stories that you tell or should tell need to change when mm-hmm. that happens because someone should have told her. Yeah. No one knows what that is. No one knows what that means. <laughs> um, instead, they were telling her that. Um, we would rec that they were like, oh, we're gonna recognize your humorous turn of phrase on every page. <laughs> um, so he's walking with a different sense of rhythm, uh, or a different a sense of a different rhythm to those around him, and he shows a scientist's curiosity about this alien environment. I want to point out just because, like, well, one, he's the eleventh Doctor, um, yes. and this is funny because like it's coming out at the same time that like Sherlock was probably still having. Might have been on hiatus because they. We did talk about, like, the... It was taking the, a long time, but it was, like, yeah, we had talked about, like, Sherlock was happening, Doctor Who was happening, and then this came out, and it was, like, y'all all got bow ties and flappy coats. Like, that's wild. <laughs> and floppy um, hair. And floppy hair. Like, it's a lot. Um, and that malnourished look about you and no eyebrows. That's crazy. Listen. Um. <laughs> it has its place. Okay? Um, I was with you with the clothes. Uh-huh. I ain't got no eyebrows. Um, <laughs> but also... True. Girl. I also don't have any eyebrows. I'm, I'm sensitive about. I'm not even talking about you. I'm just saying. No, I know. They I'm gotta have general. a look. It was. I'm saying together yes. came together into a look. Um, but also I just want to point out, like I can't speak to this, but I know there are folks in the fandom who read Newt as autistic. Yeah. Um, and I think it's one of those things where like J.K. Rowling and like a lot of author, a lot of people do this. Like a lot of writers do this, where they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna write this person who's like super quirky and like not like anyone else, but doesn't actually like," and then just like does things that either are or could be prevalent in other in autistic people without really like thinking about that. Yeah, which is interesting. It's like you know the it's not colorblind because that's not the same, but like ability blind. Ability, <laughs> but even that sounds yeah, <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Um, but it's like a similar kind of thing where you're like pulling from this without really thinking about where it comes from or like, yeah. Or Um, all of the different other ways in which it would manifest. mm -hmm. I also do think though, um, and again, like I can't really speak to it. I have like autistic or people on the spectrum in my family that Mm -hmm. I was, that I am close to. Mm -hmm. So I can recognize certain things, but I also, I'm not. Yeah. So. 
you know. And also that sample size is so small. One person. Right. Um, but I also think that, like, Eddie Redmayne made choices. Yeah. But I also think that's also part of his acting style. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking about a lot of his other roles. Mm-hmm. And he does that. I mean, maybe yeah. it's just, like, playing kind of similar characters. Well, no, I'm thinking about. <laughs> in, like, Les Mis. And I'm the one about where he's... Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> We should yeah, watch it. We should watch so it. bad. Every time I see the, uh, I see the gifts, and I'm like, I would love that. No, movie. I watched I it. I watched it with um, well, I was doing somebody's hair, and mm. we were just like, I guess we'll just watch it. And we're both sitting there, we're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I think it's um, Laura's like one of her favorite movies. Yeah, like, there's a couple people it. like it's it's an experience. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to I feel say like I about it. it, but yeah, yeah. But I think I'm thinking about like. Um, yeah, I just forgot his movies. Les Mis, he plays it a little bit weird like that. Um, the one where he's, a, I can't remember the title of this movie, but he plays Stephen Hawking. Mm-hmm. He um, he plays that a little weird too. And like, not that, I mean, Stephen Hawking has a lot of like physical, you know, characteristics mm-hmm. that are, you know, because of his ALS and ALS. I think it's all of this. Um, because of, you know, his abil- his disability. But that also doesn't, like, the it's like the eye contact and the, like, looking away. Yeah. And, and it just seems like something that, like, he, he does. does. Yeah. Um, maybe I think he's playing shy, but his shy comes off as autistic. I mean, but it's not maybe. to say that, like... But... The, those, those two things could go hand in hand. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I, 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 I haven't seen enough of his stuff to really, like... Yeah, but I'm just say. saying, like, I think that, like, it's it's a two-for thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I don't... It's, it's not it's just not, the writing, but it's also... Yeah, the, the performance. Yeah, the performance of it, for sure. Yeah, so I think that that's something that we also have to, like, just take note of, is yeah. that, like, she writes him quirky and, you know, whatever, but he, the way he plays it is also a factor in people yeah. reading it that way. Yeah. Um, Zay asks if it's neurodivergent baiting, um, and that sounds better than yeah. whatever I was trying to say. <laughs> um, and then he also says that he's autistic and can and can absolutely see it, but is not the autistic ambassador. Which, like, yeah, is Garrixie? Is that what David Hawking says? I can't remember. Which I'm gonna feel bad about in like ten minutes. And I'm like, you gonna get it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Scene seven. So we're on another street, steps of the city bank during the day. Um, also, sorry. America doesn't have city banks. And like, I mean, we do, but yeah. like not. Well, did we at that time? No. I was going to say, I'm like, I mean, I doubted it, but because we had like. I mean, we have like things that are like called like, you know, national the, yeah, bank national or national bank city, or city bank, bank, but like. Or... We don't have. It's not. Yeah, we got Wells Fargo. Yeah, JP Morgan. We really leaned into that whole capitalism thing. Yeah, real hard. Real, real, real hard. So like, people are not banking at a public banking institution. Yeah. Which is what all of these things. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not Mary Poppins. <laughs> That's what she wanted to do. Um, so Newt is intrigued by a noise of shouting, approaches, and he approaches a rally of the New Salem Philanthropic Society. 
Um, Mary Lou Barebone, which, what a last name. What a name! I, under, I <laughs> underlined it. Like, um, Girl. Uh, a handsome Midwestern woman in a, 1920, in a 1920s version of Puritan dress, um, charismatic and earnest, stands on a small stage at the steps of the city bank. Um, behind her stands a man parading a banner that's uh, with the organization's symbol, hands proudly grasping a broken wand amid the bright yellow and red flames. Um... So they're descendants of, I don't don't remember what they're called, but they were like these um, wizards. Now I have to look it up. I'm not doing that because I'm not going to Pottermore or whatever the fuck that website is anymore. Um, Um, But basically there were, there were, um, it was like a group of, thank you. Uh, maybe maybe um but they're like a group a subset of like wizards and i don't think they were squibs i think they were wizards who like decided that they didn't want to fuck with wizards no more so they integrated back into into like muggle society but then as but then like taught their kids to hate wizards Mm -hmm. um so even though their kids didn't have maybe they were i don't think they were squibs that would be really gross if they were squibs but anyway, they like taught their kids to like hate wizards. So even though they were muggles, technically they kind of knew they know that wizards are alive, and so that's kind of how these people grew to be. Yeah. Anyway, Mary Lou is talking to the crowd and says, um, "This great city sparkles with the jewels of man's invention: movie theaters, automobiles, the wireless, electric lights." All dazzle and bewitch us. So basically, she's just like constant vigilance. Don't trust robots. Stay I woke. Mean, <laughs> Which yeah. you know, if we want, if we want to talk about that, like you, ha- she's making some points. Um. Oh, Citibank. Oh, Scours. Dang, Amani really out here going wow. online. <laughs> That's <laughs> wild because I was not finna do that. Um, so there was a Citibank in New York. It's now Citibank. C I T I Citibank. Oh yeah, it that's used why to be I called thought, that's why I was City like, Bank of New York. Got it. And later became First National City Bank because I thought she was saying like the National Bank. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, we don't do that here. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the fact that I had to also Wikipedia this. Right to know went on a rabbit hole. <laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Scourers. That's what they was called. I don't. You know. This is going to be fun because, you know, usually I know everything and I'm like, I look things up and mm-hmm. I'm like, I refuse. Like, I, mm-hmm. I really will not this time. Um, yeah, Mani <laughs> says the Barebone family was an American nomage. I refuse. Yeah, no. Muggle family that descended from one of the Scourers. The Scourers were a band of rogue wizarding mercenaries during the 17th century. Yeah. So they were like out here just like pum pum and then they got mad because like wizards were like, hey, no chill. Yeah. So then they turned against them. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. So, um, so then Newt slows down to watch Mary Lou um, as he would observe a foreign species. No judgment, simply interest. Um, nearby stands Tina Goldstein, hat low on her head with an upturned collar because she is, you know, undercover. And so we have to know that she's <laughs> undercover because she got the hat tipped and her, like, you know, we're Which, in. You no. Know. Draws more attention to you, but oh, that's yeah. cool. Um, she's eating a hot dog with mustard smeared on her upper lip. Um, Newt accidentally bumps into her as he makes his way to the front of the rally and he apologizes. And then Mary Lou continues, where there is light, there is shadow, friend. Something is stalking our city, wreaking destruction and then disappearing without a trace. Jacob Kowalski moves nervously down uh, the street towards the crowd, wearing an ill-fitting brown suit and carrying a battered brown leather case. I'd just like to say all these people are white. 
all of every them, every single one of and them, and all their cases are battered. Mm-hmm. All which I mean, I guess we're like, well, his is supposed to be, yeah, because we're coming off the there's, depression, and well, there's that, but also no, like his, war. no, this is before the depression. This is where are we? And what time of the week? It's twenty six. Oh. Yeah, no, no, no. But theirs is supposed to be because they're gonna switch cases on accident. Yes. so they're supposed to be similar. Um, but anyway, uh, we have to fight. Join us, the second, the second Salemers in our fight. Um, so Jacob makes his way, also pushing past Tina. Um, Jacob trips over Newt's case, disappearing momentarily, and then Newt calls him up. I'm so sorry, my case, no harm done. Jacob struggles on, heading past Mary Lou and up the steps to the bank. Um, there's a kerfluffle around Newt that draws Mary Lou's attention to him. Also, is that the kerfluffle because them running into each other? Because it's yeah. very, I'm sorry, my case, no harm done. Right. Like, and then, and, and Jacob, like, moves past Mary yeah. Lou. Like, just, but I can't remember what it looked like. I was like, what kerfluffle? Yeah. That was, That's, <laughs> what? Yeah. But I don't remember what it looked like, so I can't say that, like, on yeah. screen it didn't look that way. Um... So, yeah. Um, so, Mary Lou looks to Newt and is like, you, friend, what drew you to our meeting today? And Newt's like, I was just passing. Are you a seeker? A seeker after truth? There's a beat. And then Newt says, I'm more of a chaser, really. But, um, but um, who are all supposed to be like, oh, ha ha. See what you're doing there. And But also we're like, you ain't play no Quidditch. <laughs> right. <laughs> what are you chasing? Well, he's chasing animals. Right. He's chasing the. He's chasing a bag. Yeah. Um, oh no, Delia! Why? No, I, I already said no. Oh, okay. I said no. So are we not? We're not gonna. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. So apparently, fun fact: Jacob is descended from Native people, which is why we got magic in North America. I think she just made that up. I hope so. That's not real because I refuse. <laughs> I'm not looking that up either. I'm not looking up shit for and this the, and, and, and the chat responds with, no? No. What? Huh? That's irrelevant. No. <laughs> I see nothing fun about that fact. Oh, oh goodness. I hope that's false. I mean, if it's true, then like, I don't know what to say about it. No. Moving on. Anyways, so, <laughs> there's an angle on people moving in and out of the bank. A smartly dressed man flips a dime toward a beggar sitting on the steps. Um, the di- the dime falls in slow motion. Um, angle on little paws, which have appeared in the narrow crack between the lid and the body of Newt's case. Um, angle on the dime hitting the steps with a musical clang. Angle on the paws now trying hard to prize open the case. Uh, Mary Lou is over here talking about witches live among us, but who gives a fuck because we got nifflers out here. <laughs> also, by the way, as I was reading this and it was like the first thing with the niffler, I just see our niffler. Oh, yeah. Crawling around grabbing coins. I was like, this makes it better. It's so much better. Kishana's baby. <laughs> starring in Fantastic Beasts. Um, yeah. Mary Lou's three adopted children, mm-hmm. which, how do we know that? How do you show us that? Like, that has to come in dialogue, yeah. which comes later, but like. But still, you could just say. Three children. Yeah. Um, so adults, Credence and Chastity, and then Modesty, who's an eight-year-old, um, hand out leaflets. Credence appears nervous and troubled. Also all white. Um, we have to fight together for the sake of our children, for the sake of tomorrow. What say you to that, friend? 
Um, and Newt's like, yo, our real life was just passing through. I don't really know what to oh, tell you, bro. I'm You're from England. Um, Check the he, accent. Exactly. He looks up toward Mary Lou. Um, and then something in the corner of his eye catches his attention. The Niffler, a small furry black cross between a mole and a duck-billed platypus, um, is sitting on the steps of the bank, hastily pulling the beggar's hat full of money out of sight behind a pillar. Um, and then the Niffler is busy shoveling the beggar's coins into a pouch in its belly, looks up, notices Newt's gaze, and hurriedly gathers the rest of the coins before tumbling away and into the bank. Um, Newt jolts forward, is like, excuse me. Um, Mary Lou looks confused at Newt's lack of interest to her cause. Um, which is like, and then, how? And then says, witches live among us. Uh, and then we angle on Tina, who's moving through the crowds, eyeing Newt suspiciously. Okay. And that little baby Niffler is so cute. It's ridiculous. And also, I do, like, remember just being like, mm, like, the, throughout his time on screen. But that screenplay thing of just, like, looking at him being like, uh-oh, I got caught. And then, like, <laughs> running away. <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna keep doing what I want to do. <laughs> it's like, why can't that just be the movie? Exactly. It's just... it's That is a good place. Like, I'm just like, yes, and then let's continue mm-hmm. in this vein. But All that other nonsense. Instead. Mary Barebone. Yuck. Um... All right. MVP? MVP. We're gonna, we, what we can do for this though, cause we didn't, we didn't see who won the, who won or lost Cursed we Child. We lost but I didn't give, Child. Yeah, I was like, I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm not doing it. But we can do it for this. We'll see who wins the Fantastic movie. Beasts. Yeah. So, so vote and let us know and I'll, I guess I can add it to the spreadsheet. I can do the spreadsheet again. Yeah. Um, I'll make a new one. Yeah, I can, that's easy. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so let us know your votes and we'll actually add it to something this time as opposed to Cursed Child, like, <laughs> We were all just, we were all just like we lost. <laughs> we lost. Everybody, everybody lost. That doesn't really work for like math. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so who's your MVP? So my MVP is the Niffler. Mm. Um, it was gonna be Newt there for a second, but he tripping. Yeah. Um, and the Niffler is just like trying to live his life, collect his coins, and I appreciate it. And it's so cute. It's so cute. Yeah. Um, I too made the Niffler my MVP because he's you know. He said, don't get mad, get a bag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was like, listen. He was like, I hopped out my suitcase and I hopped in my bag. Okay. They are tossing coins. He was what like, is what I, I supposed to do? To do? He okay. gave it to me. Damn uh, you dance. know, basically. Basically. <laughs> it was just That's out right. here for anyone to what take. Am I, you just expect me to say no? Right. Like, what, are you, what, are you, what are we doing here? If you didn't um, want me chasing coins, then. Why would you bring me? Why would you bring me? Um, following what nature told me. Yep. Um, so, and they're still, Bianca MVPs the Niffler. They're still yelling at Delia. Yeah. Even though she actually, this isn't her fault. This, well, I mean, but she just put. Oh, that was her fault. Yeah. You're they right. still yell about that. You're right. Um, Amani MVPs Kashana and the <laughs> Niffler. <laughs> capital T, capital N. Um, y'all. Um, Maggie MVPs both Nifflers. <laughs> I love it. Zay MVPs the suitcase. <laughs> Who do you bench? Grindelwald, because why is he here? Ooh. There's no reason for him to be here. Legit forgot he was. 
Well, that's the thing. Is like about they, they open up with that so that you're like, okay, this is what's happening. And then they get into what the movie was actually supposed to be about. And so it's just like, there's no reason for to open, to, with, to that. open with it. Because we should just be dealing with the damn Niffler. And even if the Obscurus stays. Like, honestly, I don't have a problem with the Obscurus as like yeah. the thing. Um, Grindelwald didn't need to be a part of A part of all, this so. at all. Um, so I benched Newt because... I mean, I don't know, dude. You got enough money to come, like, on a travel on a boat to get to America. You got enough money to go take your ass to Diagon Alley and fix the clasp on your case. Mm. You bring in all these fantastic beasts with you. Secure, lock up your stuff. Yeah. Secure your bag. Secure your bag. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Leave the, like, let the, like, the Niffler is just a product of his environment mm-hmm. and his instincts. And it is on you as the caretaker mm-hmm. to, you know, lock it up. Yeah. So, benched. Amani benches Delia out here inflicting unverified lies and hearsay for no reason. Maggie benched Joanne for doing this. And Bianca benches the fandom. We should have known better than to ask for more content after Cursed Child. In the fandom's defense, this kind of happened like boom, boom. Yeah. We and we didn't ask for either one. Yeah. I don't think anyone asked for any of the extra canon. Yeah, no, they, they definitely. It was definitely like Kershaw's coming. Fantastic Beasts mm-hmm. coming, and it was yeah. And we were like, cool. And then by the time by the time by the time Kershaw came out, it was only like a month <laughs> before uh, other thing. Yeah. So. And then Delia benches uh, Joanne. Bianca said, "Fantastic privilege and how to waltz into America with a legal." <laughs> Oh, I'm writing that down. Yes. I'm gonna um I'm gonna save that because I need a we need to just keep a list <laughs> yeah. of all of the, the different fa- the titles, titles, alternative titles. Um yeah. Zay benches Joe. Yeah, you know, gonna have to be. Mm-hmm. It's fair. Also yeah. like the costumers for no way. Just like, huh, like where I mean it opens up. It's not just on the costumers, it's everything. Like yeah. the tone of the thing should not be like if it's fantastic beasts, like it should not be even actually like, like even like the color palette to the book, which is like a beautiful, right? Yeah, it doesn't give you like whimsy. Dark. Yeah, whereas like there should it should have been like orange or something. Yeah. Like, it no. doesn't scream fun. No. It doesn't scream I wanna, you know, hang out with Beast all day. No, not even a little bit. Um cool. So thank you for listening. Next week we will be discussing scenes eight through sixteen of Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Make sure to follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Um, and join the conversation on Twitter, add us at We Black and Nerds, use the hashtag wizard team, and yeah. Yeah. We'll see you on the Twits and the Instagrams and mm-hmm. no, I don't know. Mm, you might not know about the Instagrams. <laughs> we'll, we'll, be on, we'll be on the Twitter though. We'll be on the bird. Um yeah. See you next week. Bye.